Hello and welcome to the 7-Minute Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast, where we believe that even small kingdom leadership truths can make a substantial difference in our lives and leadership. For the notes, please go to outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed for the free downloads. If you find this content helpful, then please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing this on whichever podcast platform you use, as this makes it easier for others to find. And if it's helpful to you, why not share it and discuss it with your leadership teams? Now, here is this week's episode. Hello, everybody. It's Brent here once again, and welcome to Mustard Seed Leadership, your weekly seven-minute dose of biblical train leadership training. And uh, we're on part number three of a series I've called Building on Biblical Values. And uh, it comes from uh, the scripture 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 10 to 13 where Paul was speaking and he said, Because of God's grace to me, I laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. So if you're a pastor, then you are building the church through our teaching, through our leadership, Uh, through the way we deal with God's people, we are building the church. But listen, it says, but whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. That's why this is so important to me, because what we're going to see from the scripture is that Jesus is going to test the quality of our building. We don't just get to choose how to build God's church. We need to build it according to the pattern of his word. Verse number 11 says, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have Jesus Christ. In other words, Jesus needs to be the foundation, the foundation of every decision we make, the foundation of every sermon that we preach, the foundation of any counsel or direction or vision that we bring has to be rooted on Jesus. That's why it is so important. Verse number 12 says, anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. And from that list, it's very easy to see that some things are very precious and valuable and some are very cheap and uh, and don't last very long. For example, gold, silver and jewels, these are precious materials that can survive the fire, are very expensive and are very costly. But wood, hay and straw, well, they just get burnt up very quickly. So verse 13 says, but on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, that puts something of the fear of God inside of me. In other words, as a pastor, the quality of my building the church is going to be tested and it's going to be tested with fire. So if you've built with gold, silver and jewels, well, those only get purified and shine even brighter because of the fire. But if you've been building the church with wood, hay or straw, then those will be burnt up in an instant. That's why, for me, the big idea of this series is that as co-laborers with Christ, we need to build the church on a revelation of Christ by the Holy Spirit in accordance to His Word with love. That's it. That's our mandate. And that's why I'm so passionate about these things. How do we use these values? Well, number one, we've got to own them by revelation. It has to become revelation because it's only out of our revelation that we're going to be able to impart faith and vision. Number two... We're going to have to model them through our example. If we as the leaders are setting an example, then no one else is going to catch it. And then number three, we've got to multiply these values by talking, talking, and talking. Uh, Weaving them into our sermons, bringing them into our leadership meetings, bringing them into our conversations, letting these biblical values permeate and become part of our conversation. So value number three we're going to look at today is I've called the whole grace of God. 
Now, what's this value about? Well, the value is about rightly emphasizing both the forgiving and the empowering grace of God. Now, the key scripture for me is in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 16, where it says, So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive His mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. So the picture is here, we're coming before the throne of God's grace and two things happen. One, we receive mercy and we find grace to help us in our time of need. Now, I love the illustration of uh, David in the Old Testament. And David was surrounded by these mighty men. And one of the things that characterized a mighty man uh, in David's army was their ability to use weapons in both their left hand and right hand. Now, I'm left-handed, so I favor my left hand for most things. But look what it says in 1 Chronicles chapter 12 and verse number 2. It says, All of them were expert archers, and they could shoot arrows or sling stones with their left hand as well as their right. In other words, both hands were equally strong. Now, mighty men and women of God are strong in both left and right-handed grace. So what is left and right-handed grace? Well, one is the forgiving grace. Remember it said you will receive mercy. That's the mercy of God that's freely given through faith in the name of Jesus that cleanses us from sin. Now, what's the right hand? Well, that will be the empowering grace. It says, and they will find grace to help them in their time of need. That's the empowering work of the Holy Spirit given to us as a gift to help us break free of sin. Now, both of those are expressions of God's grace. One is His mercy that deals with the past and forgives us. The other is the empowering grace that helps us be strong and overcome temptation and sin. So, why is this value so important? Well, the gospel only produces fruit when all of the truth of His grace is understood. I love this verse. I'm reading it from the old NRV, the 1984 NRV, Colossians 1 verse 6. It says, All over the world this gospel is bearing fruit and growing, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace in all its truth. It takes the allness of God's grace to produce that freedom. So if people don't understand the mercy grace of God, then they'll live in guilt and condemnation. If they don't understand the empowering grace of God, then they will remain trapped in their old way of life and sin. So What's the vision behind this value? When we get it right, it releases the power of the gospel that transforms our lives. In other words, the burden of sin is removed and the power of sin is broken. This is what truly transforms people's lives so that we can testify with Paul. Is Romans 1 verse 16, I'm not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes. So here's the question I want to leave you with. Which side of God's grace does your church emphasize more? And at a practical level, three things. One, I want you to evaluate which hand of grace you are stronger in. Do you find it's the mercy grace or the empowering grace? Secondly, learn to preach both sides of His grace, forgiveness and empowering. And then number three, learn to look for evidence of grace in churches and help them recognize their strengths. God's grace is powerful. His grace of mercy to forgive, His grace to empower us. If we want to see the power of the gospel released, we need to emphasize both. So there's the, the value, uh, the whole grace of God. It's a beautiful value. Let's hold on to it if we want to see God's people set free. I hope that helps. May the Lord bless you. And next week, we'll be on to value number four. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.